0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast. Today's episode is so, so, so good. I am gonna be going through five verses with you in the book of Proverbs that I truly believe every single entrepreneur needs to know and needs to really study these verses and let them completely just penetrate your heart and go into your business as well. And if you're not familiar man, oh man, the book of Proverbs is like the kick in the butt, the tough love that we all need. And so I'm so excited for this episode. Let's get to the show. Hey friend, and welcome to the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast, where we dive deep into all things faith, online courses, coaching, and how to make money from home on Instagram. I'm your host, Kami Wilkie, unapologetic follower of Jesus, wife, dog mom, and your faith-based business coach. If you are tired of your nine to five job, living paycheck to paycheck, and you're ready to go full time as an online coach and course creator on Instagram, then you are in the right place. Buckle up and get ready for business building tips, social media hacks, and a whole lot of Jesus. Let's get to work. So if you are new to the show, or maybe you've only been following me for a little while, here's something about me. I thrive off of tough love. I do. I love tough love. There's, just, I just respond to it so well. If somebody wants to get me to do something or if I'm stuck in like a lazy rut or something, tough love goes so far with me. So when I opened up the book of Proverbs, I immediately fell in love with the book. And if you have not read the book of Proverbs, I cannot recommend it enough. This is a book of wisdom. This is a book of tough love. This is a book that speaks to laziness. It speaks to discipline. It speaks to poverty even. It it completely speaks to wealth, to poverty, to success. All of it is in this amazing, amazing book. I'm actually reading it, going through it again for the second time but the book of Proverbs is amazing. There's just so many golden, golden nuggets inside of the book of Proverbs, but I narrowed it down to five verses that I truly believe are going to help the entrepreneur. And specifically, because this is a podcast speaking to coaches, the entrepreneur who has an online coaching business on Instagram. And so I'm going to give you a lot, a lot of scripture today, you guys, I will list all of the scriptures in the show notes, because that when I tell you I'm going through a lot, I mean it. And in case you want to go back and I encourage you to, to, to take out your Bible, to screenshot these verses and then go in through your Bible and highlight them. Pray on these verses. The Bible tells us to meditate on scripture. So without further ado, let's dive into the very first verse. So this is from Proverbs 10:4, and it says, lazy people are soon poor hard workers get rich. Guys, when I tell you that the book of Proverbs tells it to you straight, I mean it. Like how much more clear can this scripture get? Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. So what, what can we take away from that? If we are an entrepreneur, if we are a biz owner, what we can take away from that is we have to guard against laziness. And I'm going to talk about this um, also later on in the podcast. But as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you do not have someone leaning over your shoulder or tapping you on the shoulder, telling you to, hey, it's time to get up. It's time to get to work. We have to get to work on time. We have to start working by this time. We can't we can't get distracted. We can't start scrolling on Instagram for an hour in the middle of our workday just because we don't have a boss. We don't have We don't have people looking over our shoulder. There is a whole lot less people to be accountable to when you own your own business. And because we are human beings that are not perfect, and we are sinful, incomplete, like, because we are incomplete human beings, it is so easy, so easy, you guys, for us to fall into laziness. And I would venture to say, that if you are here listening to this podcast and you're a business owner, you probably, at least one of the reasons, maybe not the reason, but one of the reasons that you probably started your business is to gain financial abundance. And hey, I am here for that. I love that. If you listened to last week and the week before's episode with Amber Black, you know that the Lord, the Lord is here for financial abundance. And so if we are easily falling into laziness, and we also want our businesses to thrive financially, those two things cannot go together. So we have to be on guard. You need to be on guard against laziness. I encourage you to take an audit. One of my amazing clients had this idea for her own coaching program. And when she said this, I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And I'm going to share it with you guys here. Take an audit of your habits Literally, take an audit of your habits. Write down what are the habits you have in your day and decide, like, for each one of those habits, is that serving me? Is that serving my business? Is that serving the assignment that the Lord has given me? Or is it taking away? That is a really humbling way for us to audit our habits and to see, are we falling or slipping into the pit of laziness? We cannot be lazy and still expect for our businesses to thrive financially it does not work okay so that was scripture number one proverbs 10 4 and it said lazy people are soon poor hard workers get rich let's move on to proverbs fourteen twenty three, and this scripture says work brings profit but mere talk leads to poverty like i said you guys the book of proverbs consistently talks about profit, prosperity. It talks about poverty. It talks about all the things and I love it. And this verse is saying profit comes from work. Okay. Well, well, that may seem obvious, right? Like if we put in the work, we're going to see a profit. But then at the back half of the scripture, it's saying mere talk leads to poverty. So within the online coaching space, what does mere talk look like? Well, mere talk, The way that I've seen it, I've seen people merely talk about all the things that they're going to do in the fact of people talking about, oh, I know that I need to make a budget. Oh, I know I need to hire a coach or, oh, I, I, I know that I should get started on this business. That's what it is. That's all it is. It's talk. It's talking about the thing, but not actually taking action. You know the phrase, you can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? That's exactly what this scripture is saying. So go ahead, please, 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 please speak, declare things over your business. I love it. Scripture scripture tells us to, to declare things. That the Lord gives us authority to declare things. But don't forget to follow up your talk with action. Faith without works is dead. That means that if you are just having faith that God is, if if you say that you're having faith and you're like, oh God, please, please, please make my business successful. Please, God, open the next door. But all you're doing is sitting around just waiting for it to happen. That is the literal definition of faith without works is dead. God expects you to get up off the couch and take action. He expects you to do your part. You don't have to make everything happen. That's God's job. but He expects you to pull your own weight. Work brings profit, but merely talking leads to poverty. Let's move on to the third scripture. And this is the scripture that um, I'm really going to spend a lot of time on. And um, we're going to start in Proverbs. then I'm also going to tie in some other scriptures as well throughout this. Lord, please, when I was typing this out, oh my gosh, you guys, it was, it was, I was literally like just typing, typing away. There was like smoke coming off my fingers. Um, and I'm just, I pray that God would just give me the, his words to be able to do this justice, what he put down on this page for me. Proverbs 24 says, those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food at the harvest. I'm going to say that one more time. Those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food at the harvest. So let's, let's, let's kind of dissect the scripture. Those too lazy, it says. Again, we're, we're highlighting that word lazy here. I told you I was going to talk about it later in, in the podcast. Here we are. Let's highlight that word lazy. What leads to laziness? Well, when I was outlining this, I felt I really felt that the Lord gave me this, this revelation of what leads to laziness is feelings. Feeling like, oh, I don't really wanna get up right now. I'm too tired. I feel too tired. I'm gonna go ahead and hit snooze and sleep for another hour. Or I don't feel like doing that certain thing Um, I'm just going to put that off till later, aka procrastination. I don't feel like working out right now. I don't feel like eating in a way that is going to nourish my body. I don't feel. So what leads to laziness? Feelings. What, What I think so many of us are falling into the trap of is we are more committed to our feelings than we are to our purpose. And it is the enemy's trick and it is the enemy's scheme to keep you from your purpose. So if the enemy can keep you running around in circles trying to be committed to your feelings, trying to just stay stay in your comfortable little box because because we don't want to do anything that we don't feel like doing, that is exactly where the enemy wants you to be because as long as you are committed to your feelings, you will not be committed to your purpose. So I want to bring us to another book of the Bible, Jeremiah 17:9. And this scripture says, "The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Your feelings, friends, comes from your heart. And there are too many false messages that we see in this world, everything from Disney movies to songs in the media, of follow your heart. How many times have you heard that phrase, just follow your heart? I'm pretty sure it was in High School Musical. (laughs) I'm sure it's in a multitude of Disney movies and I'm not here like hating on Disney, I love Disney, but when it comes to biblical accuracy, We are not called to follow our heart. We're not called to follow our feelings. Like I said, if you follow your feelings, it will lead you away from your purpose. If you follow your heart, because your feelings are coming from your heart, if you follow your heart, it will lead you away from your purpose. So what is it going to take for you not to follow your feelings. Or in other words, to not follow your heart. And that my friends is discipline, which is a cuss word for many of us, okay? Let's all say it together, discipline. And some of you may be saying, but Cammie, it's so hard to be disciplined. My friend, discipline was never supposed to be easy and I can prove it to you. Proverbs 12, one says, to learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. I'm reading that straight from the Bible, you guys. Stupid is a word that, that I do not frequent in my vocabulary, but it is right there, plain as day in the Bible. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Okay, so that, that, that's one verse that proves the point that discipline isn't easy and it wasn't supposed to be. Here's another verse to back up the concept of discipline was never supposed to be easy. Hebrews 12, 11, No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful, but afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in its way. For many of you, the only thing, holding you back from more clients, from more profit in your business, from becoming a full time entrepreneur and being able to quit your nine to five job, from taking your business to the next level is your lack of discipline. I'm not saying that that's, that's what is holding everybody back. But for many of you, it is your lack of discipline. And I wanna emphasize your, your lack of discipline because you need to accept personal responsibility for your lack of discipline. And it it's not anybody else's fault that you're not disciplined. It's not anybody else's fault. It's not your coach's fault. It's not your parents' fault. It is your fault that you are not disciplined. Now you may be saying, Cami, oh my gosh, you're being really harsh right now. My friend, it is a beautiful thing when it is your fault that you are not disciplined. And here's why. If it is your fault that you are not disciplined, that means it is within your control to change it. Now, if you are like me and you have trouble staying disciplined because I will put my, put my hand up. I know you can't see me, but I'll put my hand up and say, I too struggle with discipline. If, if you are like me and you're having trouble putting an end to laziness, then welcome to the human club. Most of us have trouble with discipline. It's not supposed to be easy. It's hard. Scripture tells us that here is our answer for overcoming laziness and establishing discipline. Ask god ask god to help you the bible says those who ask will receive and i think that we are a lot of us are overcomplicating it if we want more discipline ask for it okay but but even then don't just ask for it and do nothing ask for it and then put action behind it remember what i said faith without works is dead ask the lord for discipline and watch him give you more opportunities to be disciplined. That verse that we were going through there, I know that it gave you many verses, and I'll, again, I will put all of these in the show notes, but it originated from Proverbs 24, where it said those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food at the harvest. We have to guard our hearts. We have to guard our businesses. We have to guard our routines. We have to guard our boundaries against laziness. Laziness is the one of the enemy's tricks and strategies to get you off track. And many of us are falling into it. Let's move on to the fourth verse in Proverbs that we're going to go over today. And, and actually I have a bonus verse that you, for you at the, at the end, and it's not from Proverbs, but I was like, Oh, I, I have to put this in here. I have to put this in here. So Um, We're going to go through the fourth verse right now of Proverbs. It is Proverbs 21.5. It says, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Questions I have for you. Have you made a plan? Have you made a plan for your business? Have you made a plan for the next quarter of your business? Have you made a plan for your content? Have you made a plan for your DM strategy? Have you made a plan for how you're going to sign your next client? And there is another word for plan. It's called vision. Do you have vision for your business? And when it comes to vision, the, the, the Bible talks about vision a lot. For example, here's what happens when we don't have vision or we don't have a plan, okay? Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Do you have vision? Ask yourself that. Do you have vision? If you don't, you can be sure that you are not headed in the right direction. Without vision, the people perish. My next question, if you don't have vision, or if you're wondering if the vision that you do have is actually the right vision, have you asked God about it? Have you asked God for vision? One of the very first things that I have my clients do when we start working together is to watch two sermons from Transformation Church. One of the sermons is how to receive godly vision. How do we receive God's vision for our life, for our health, for our business, for our marriage? The second sermon is how do we hear from God? Because it's really hard to receive vision from the Lord if we do not know how the Lord speaks. I will put those two sermons down in the show notes as well. Because if you do not have vision from God and you're trying to build a godly kingdom business, that doesn't, that doesn't work. It doesn't work to build a kingdom business if you don't have kingdom vision. How how in the world can we expect God to bless our business if if we haven't even asked him what he wants for the business? God is not in the business of blessing your ideas and your plans. God only blesses his plans, his ideas, and his vision. So ask God for his vision. Habakkuk 2-2 says, write the vision and make it plain. Once you receive vision, once you have the plan from the Lord, write it down. Don't keep it up in your head. Write it down so that whenever you are getting distracted, whenever you are tempted to go another direction and do what everybody else is doing, you can remind yourself of what the Lord told you to do. Write the vision and make it plain. And actually the whole verse of Habakkuk 2.2 says, Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. It is so easy for us to get distracted as online business owners, as online coaches, our job, we have to be on social media. If our business specifically is on Instagram, we have to be on Instagram. It is so easy, you guys, to get distracted on Instagram with because because you have to be on it. You have to be on it to, to promote your business. And every time that you have a scroll of your thumb and see another coach doing something another way or, or hey, this coach is charging this or, hey, this coach is, is doing a membership or this coach is doing a course, maybe I should do that instead. It's so easy, friends, to get distracted. Write the vision, make it plain so that whoever is running by can see the message. So that whenever you get distracted, because you will, because we're human, you can remind yourself what it is that the Lord said. Now, last question I want to ask you around this verse of Proverbs 21 5 is, um, and just to remind you what that verse originally said Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. My question is, what shortcuts are you trying to take? What shortcuts are you trying to take in your business? And maybe, maybe no shortcuts are coming up in your mind. One of the the things that came up for me that I believe the Lord laid on my spirit when I was outlining this podcast is, what about the shortcut of trying to skip out on investing in a mentor? And maybe you're like, "Oh, Cami, you're just trying to uh, use the Bible as a marketing scheme." Okay, okay. But here's two scriptures for you: Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Now here's another verse for you: Proverbs twelve fifteen. Again, guys, the book of Proverbs is is full of such wisdom. Proverbs 12, 15 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. In other words, if somebody is acting foolish, they probably think that they're doing the right thing. And I feel like I could say so many things from a political standpoint right now. I'm going to hold that back in. Let's keep the focus on Jesus. But the purpose here, the the, the underlying foundation here is when somebody is doing something foolish, they think they're doing the right thing. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Are you trying to build a business without advice? Are you trying to skip out on investing for whatever reason? Are you trying to make a shortcut to skip out on the whole investing part? of having counselors to be around you while you're building your business, because that is a shortcut, my friends, that is, that is trying to cut corners. The Bible tells us it is wise to have counsel. It is wise to listen to advice. And if you are not having counsel, if you are not having the advice in the building of your business, then I would venture to say that maybe you're taking a shortcut. I'm not saying that you have to go invest $12,000 or that you have to constantly have a mentor. No, absolutely not. I, right now, do not have a mentor. I have not had a mentor in a little while, but I do believe that there are seasons for us to have mentors, especially if you are in the very beginning stages of your business. That is, in my opinion, the most important time to have a mentor because you can waste a lot of time and a lot of effort doing things that are not adding up to sales in your business. That is not adding up to impact in your business. That is not moving the needle forward. And I can speak from experience. I have wasted lots of time, lots of energy, If if you've listened to my story, I wasted from January to July when I very first started my business in 2019, not having a mentor. I wasted seven months. The second I got a mentor, I went full time the very next month. Cutting corners can look like avoiding mentorship. Keep that in the back of your mind. The last verse in Proverbs that we're going to go over here before our bonus verse is Proverbs 31, 17 through 18. And this is a scripture that I think probably most of us are probably more familiar with because when we when we think of the book of Proverbs, specifically women, we oftentimes think of Proverbs 31 talking about a wife of noble character. So let me read for you Proverbs 31, 17 through through 18. It says she is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Two things I'm to highlight from that scripture. Number one, she is a hard worker. I cannot tell you how many times throughout this, this podcast episode, The Bible has spoken about hard work. If you are doing the opposite of hard work, which is laziness, your business is not going to come to full fruition. And for some of you, that's a big conviction right now. She is a hard worker, the verse says. It also goes on to say she makes sure her dealings are profitable. Some of you are so concerned with keeping your prices low to make sure that people buy because it's not quote-unquote Christian to charge people. We shouldn't be charging people. Some of you are so concerned with keeping your prices low that you're forgetting your business needs to make a profit. Without a profit, your business will not last. Without profit, your business cannot pay your bills, which means you cannot be a full-time entrepreneur if your bills are not being paid. Without profit, your business won't help you get out of debt, which by the way, the word of God tells us to get out of debt, tells us very clearly, if you're in debt, get out of it. And lastly, without profit, your business will not be able to financially bless other people. If you are living paycheck to paycheck, how in the world are you going to be able to give generously and abundantly to other people? If, if you do not even have enough money to pay all your bills, to put food on the table, how are you going to give a financial blessing to another person? And I could go on and on and on and on about the unhealthy relationships with money that, that Christians have and, and how many times scripture has been taken out of context. But just so you know, in Deuteronomy, the Lord tells us that we as believers are supposed to be the lender, not the borrower. You are to be the person that lends to other people. How can you lend something that you do not have? Instead, so many of us are stuck in a borrower mentality because we are stuck in a lack mentality, a poverty mentality. We're stuck in the mindset that it is is glorifying to the Lord to be poor. No, it's not. The Lord called you to abundance. You are blessed to be a blessing. And it is really hard to be a financial blessing if you are not financially abundant, if you do not have profit in your business, which brings me to the last verse. This is the bonus verse. And this is for the entrepreneur that is struggling with either charging or struggling to raise her prices. This is for you. And this is for me too, because by the way, the Lord put it on my heart just a couple of nights ago that in 2022, I am to raise my prices. Like the Lord told me that, he confirmed it when I was watching a sermon. And so guess what's happening in 2022? I'm raising my prices. And so this is just as much for me as it is for you. First Timothy 5, 17 through 18 says this. Again, this is another thing that like, man, when I was writing this out, It was so good, and I pray that God would just give me the words to be able to convey this message to you. 1 Timothy 5, 17 through 18 says, Elders who do their work well should be respected and paid well. Now, in this verse, for some context, when it's saying elders, it's talking about elders within the church. The verse goes on to say, Especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. For the scriptures say, you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. And in another place, those who work deserve their pay. Now, I'm going to go through one more verse with you before I start. we start to break this down. So that first one was 1 Timothy 5, 17 through 18. And the second one was Luke 10, 17. It says, don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. Friends, don't hesitate For people to pay you for the coaching services that God called you to do. God called you to the business. He called you to become a coach. He called you to put your coaching services out there. Why are you hesitating for people to pay you for those services? Why? Why are you hesitating? Now let's break this down. Some of you might be asking, well, Cami, isn't God talking about ministry? isn't, isn't this verse talking about the concept of ministry that, that, that people in ministry shouldn't, shouldn't hesitate to accept hospitality because they're preaching God's word. And I hear you. I hear you. Absolutely. But let's kind of break down what the word ministry means. Ministry comes from the word minister. And in Latin, I I hope I pronounced this correctly, ministerium, so I found several definitions online for what is what is the Latin word ministerium, what does that break down to? And the few definitions that I found um, said that ministerium is to serve. Okay, so to serve. So so it, so if we are in ministry, we are serving. Who are we serving? We're serving the Lord. Got it. Okay, now let's look at Colossians 3, 23 through 24. It says, work willingly at Whatever you do, whatever you do, work willingly at whatever you do. In other words, whatever job you have, work willingly at it. As though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as a reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. If the Lord called you to coaching and you are working obediently at that job, then you are serving the Lord. And this works, this applies to any job. Because remember, Colossians said, work willingly at whatever you do, whatever you do. So if you are a minister, work willingly at that. If you're a teacher, if you're a coach, if you're a doctor, if you're an engineer, if you're a fill in the blank here, work willingly at what you do. And then at the end of that verse, it says you are serving Christ in whatever you do. That means any job, if Christ called you to do that job and you're in obedience, then you are serving the Lord. Therefore, Your job is a form of ministry, because remember, ministry comes from the Latin of ministerium, which means to serve the Lord. Those who are working in the job, in the career, in the path that the Lord called them to is working in ministry. So if we go back up to Luke 10, 17, it says, don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. And back in 1 Timothy five seventeen through 18 it says elders who do their work well should be respected and paid well. My friend, if you are working for the Lord, if you are serving the Lord, if you are in this place because God called you to be and you are in obedience with that and you are here to serve the Lord, then you deserve to be paid well. Now, this is also a reminder and a cautionary little point To make sure that the work you're doing is actually what God called you to do. Because if you're not in obedience, if if this is not actually what the Lord called you to do, that's a red flag. One more thing I want to add about raising your prices. Like I mentioned to you before, the Lord laid it on my heart a couple nights ago that in 2022, my prices need to be increasing. And so I'm going to be obedient in that. But I'm not going to lie. I have... I had, um, I was talking through it with one of my friends today. I was also in the coaching space. Um, I had some anxiety around that. And maybe honestly, I still do if I'm being transparent. And some, some of the thoughts that go through my mind are, well, will, will people pay my new high prices? Will they, will they have the financial means to afford my new higher prices? And what I was forgetting is this. If God told me to raise my prices, then that means that he would also have to increase the financial resources of my future clients so that they could afford my prices. God isn't gonna tell me to raise my prices if he does not already have clients lined up who have the financial resources to afford those prices. That wouldn't make any sense. Why would God tell you to raise your prices if he didn't have any plans for that? He wouldn't. So if God is telling you to raise your prices, God is telling us that those who work and are in service to the Lord deserve their pay and that that we can be in service to the Lord in any job, including coaching, then he has already prepared the clients who will pay those prices, which means that he would have to financially provide resources for those clients to afford your prices. I was so worried that that people wouldn't pay what my new prices are going to be, that I was forgetting that God is sovereign over my future clients as well. Which is kind of silly and humbling to me because it reminds me how, how focused I am sometimes on, in having the spotlight on me. Well, God, well, how, how is anybody going to pay that? Well, God is sovereign over everybody if God is calling me to raise my prices, then he is going to provide the financial means to my future clients to be able to pay those prices. And I think that's something that is so beautiful and humbling and just so, so, so good that God is sovereign over what he tells us. God is sovereign in general. You guys, if you are someone who is ready to do the work, who is ready to raise your prices, who's ready to build a profit, who is ready to go full force into the coaching business that the Lord has called you to, I encourage you and challenge you to take a look at the Kingdom Course Academy. The Kingdom Course Academy is my signature step-by-step program. It is a self-paced course for the faith-filled woman Who is wanting to make money on Instagram through online courses and online coaching. I walk you through quite literally step by step of how the heck do we make money on Instagram. This is for the woman who is not going to make excuses. This is for the woman who is ready to do the work. This is for the woman who is ready to stop following her heart and stop following her feelings like the world is telling her and start following her purpose. That is who the Kingdom Course Academy is for. Inside of the Kingdom Course Academy, we teach you everything from content to DM strategy to how do, how the heck do we pitch on our Instagram stories? What, what should it look like when we're selling high ticket versus low or mid ticket offers? My goal is to guide you through how to bring your business up to full-time income. Maybe you've made a couple of hundred dollars here and there. Maybe you haven't made any money yet. If your business is not yet at full-time income, if your business is not yet at $5,000 months, then the Kingdom Course Academy is for you. So you can scroll down in the show notes Click the link about the Kingdom Course Academy and you can read all about it. You can see the testimonies from clients who have gone through this curriculum and you can also see all of the information there about it. And you're even going to find a place where you can try out the Kingdom Course Academy for free. I will give you access to two of the dozens of trainings inside of the Kingdom Course Academy for you to try out for free. This is a chance for you to see if you are feeling resonated with with my coaching style. If you like the way that the Kingdom Course Academy is laid out. And so that you can try it before investing. But I warn you, do not get caught up in the feeling of fear. Do not get caught up in the feeling of procrastination. Do not get caught up in the feeling of hesitation or the feeling of laziness. Don't just take the free training and then do nothing with it. Take action, implement what I teach in the free trainings, which by the way, I talk about how a course can serve your business by having something that you can sell all year round without taking up your time each time that you sell it. And I also talk about the eight different types of content that you can use to attract your dream clients on Instagram. Go ahead, try those two trainings out for free. And if it's resonating with you, if the Lord's calling you to join the Academy, then please, I encourage you, I invite you, you are wanted in the Kingdom Course Academy. Friends, this, I know this has been a big episode and this may be one that you have to, to listen to a few times, but please, please, please let these scriptures sink into your heart. Take out your Bible, re-listen to this podcast, highlight all of the scriptures that I went over today. They will be down in the show notes, meditate on these scriptures, ask God to show you what it is that he wants you to know from these scriptures. It is an honor to serve you. It is an honor to be here on this podcast with you. I love you. I'm so excited that you're here listening and I cannot wait to see what the Lord brings out of you and out of your business. I will see you in the next episode of the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast.